hazy just from the weed smoke. You're you're a drug addict. I am. It's true. It's a good thing that we're admitting this online over the internet for the world to hear. Uh, mom thinks he's a drug addict. That's true. She thinks I'm a supplier. That's not true. I'm the one that told him not to do the drugs. Yeah. I wasn't doing them regularly. I'd done them three times. It was only weed. It was weed. Only weed. I always... Which is... Everyone always says it's only weed. Which is true. Weed's not a terrible drug. Right. <laughs> like, it's only weed. Right. Well, when you say, like, drug addict, people think of, like, shaking and shivering in a corner with, uh, like, needles in there. I just don't know what she's going to do when she finds out that you're 21 and able to drink alcohol <laughs> I on your first day because we got things planned. Because I'll tell you something right now. Oh, tell it. I'll oh, tell you. it. Your birthday with the upcoming year, 2019, is on a Saturday. <laughs> yeah. So, it's also the weekend of Cinco de Mayo. Oh, shit! you know those white people go out and they just get them on I forgot. I forgot my birthday's on Cinco de Mayo because I've never, like, well, drinking your, before. Your birthday's not Cinco de Mayo. Oh, Cinco right. de Mayo on is the, the 5th of May and yeah. your birthday's the 4th. May 4th be with May you. May 4th be with you. Damn. Because my mom's like, I don't want, she's like, I never mind my kids going out on their 21st birthday because, you know, it's a weekday and it's all these chill. Mom, my, my <laughs> birthday was on a Friday night. Also, it was New Year's Day, Eve day. <laughs> yeah. So bold. I didn't take your fingerprints for that. No? Just worth it? I just said, I wanted to see your ID because I didn't have a beard. Oh. I looked young and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> That's right. It's your birthday. Yep. The first guy was like looking at it, he was so confused. Like, he was taking his kids <laughs> to the back because it had just become 2000, and I'm gonna age myself, 2013, but he wasn't prepared. So he was looking, and he was looking at me, and, he was looking, and you could see him doing the math. And it's right. Like, um, he's like, oh my god, it's your birthday. I said, yeah. <laughs> I know. He's like, I'm gonna get you a drink for free. And I was like, all right. And then he gave me a Miller Light. And I'm like, what the hell is this? It's a swill. You said a drink, not a poison. I don't drink beer. I prefer uh, mixed drinks. I haven't had a beer either. All I've had is I can. Well, you've had bitch beer. You've had Mike's Hard Lemonade. I've had Mike's Hard. It's technically beer. Oh my bad. I've had a beer. I've it's had beer. Mike's Hard. I've had Seagrams. And then... ooh, a wine cooler. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> it tastes like a candle, hope... but if that's what you're feeling like, I hope your mom does. That's what it is there. Because she's gonna be like, oh my god, he's a delinquent. Do you want to hear what this? For the record, says? Jackie, I never gave him the alcohol. Or... <laughs> or I never, I never gave him. The, I never gave him the. Shut your mouth! I never gave him the weed. One of those is true. And other than the Mike's Iron Seagrams, I've also had had vodka. Vodka. Screwdriver. Screws and Mountain Dew. Yeah. yeah. Not together, but yeah. Your right. No, it was not a mixture of vodka, no. orange juice, and Mountain no way, no. Oh my goodness! It's weird that we're in person. It feels good. Time. It feels like all time. I feel like next week we could do it too, probably. Yeah, probably. Which will be exciting. Two weeks in a row. Yeah, aren't you? And then when either. when winter break comes, all the time. Back to back to back to back. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's exciting. I know. I can feed off your face energy, like a xenomorph. A big dick energy. Yeah. BDE. BDE. So my shows are coming. To, I still have Riverdale on. They aren't showing any episodes till after Thanksgiving. They've got to figure some shit out, so that's probably good. Yeah, but um, it doesn't matter. It's just those efforts I don't think. Okay. But I finished. They wrapped up American Horror Story Apocalypse. Oh, lay it on me. 
Late on Us. Ten episodes. Spoiler alert. Very good season. But it does un- undoes coming. So spoiler alert if you haven't seen it yet. You should. Remember who was dead who died at the end of Coven? Who was dead at the end of Coven? Madison was dead. Yeah. Um, Fiona was dead. Yep. Marie Laveau was dead. Yep. Um the other one. Madame Delphi. And yep, Misty and, Day was dead. And the other one who could read minds? Nan? Nan yes, was dead. The the one with Down syndrome? Yeah. Yeah. Nan. I was nervous to say it. You can say good. you can say Down syndrome, that's not offensive. She's an actress that has Down syndrome. Right. If you called her something else, that might be offensive. Right. But you can Down syndrome is not I wasn't offensive. gonna say the offensive one. I was nervous about saying Down syndrome. <laughs> Don't be. Nan was Nan was dead. Misty Day was dead. Fiona was dead. Marie Laveau was dead. Madame Delphi was dead. Madison, there's just uh, all, all of them, all the goodies, dead. The ones that Fiona did not get resurrected at all through an apocalypse. Oh thank goodness. Myrtle was dead too. Fiona did not get resurrected at all, and um, Madame Delphi, Kathy Bates' character. Anyone else got resurrected, died again, or whatever? Oh, really? Marie LaFont? She came in in the last episode. What? When she came in, the one voodoo priestess who took over was actually loyal to Satan. And so she came out, she's all like, what are you going to do? She's like, you can't. I'm the I'm the voodoo queen now. And then Cordelia was like, you're not, though, because I resurrected somebody. And I was like, oh, who's oh, right. like, right. Cordelia. And then for the channels. You got a big head on you, girl. <laughs> out of the shadows. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, oh like, I imagine you screaming. I, I didn't because my dad was sleeping. But I was oh. like, oh. I quaked. I was, I was just, you got a big head on you, girl. I was like, that's not the it. Only thing, and then she came and fucked me. The only thing that would have made it better if they could somehow incorporate if there was a baby brain. Oh. But she ended up dying like 10 minutes later. But you know what? She came back. So that was fine. Did um Cordelia's husband come back? No. Yeah. Cordelia died. And they came back. Oh what? <laughs> because the season starts with the apocalypse. Right. And they jump back in time and then it, and so the fourth episode is when they start going back in time. So episodes five through nine were back in time. Oh, okay. And then it takes place again in episode ten where Myrtle and Addison all showed up and we know how they're all alive again. Mm. Well, Carrie Fisher's daughter, Billy Lord, is supposed to be the next Supreme. Right. And so they send they there's this spell that no one's been able to do. I forget what it was called, but it sends you back in time. Mm-hmm. She's able to do it. So then oh. when Michael leaves Murder House, she just hits him with a car and he's not strong enough to heal yet. And he's dying in the street. Like, oh, Michael's the... The devil. devil. You're like, oh, he could survive. No, because she backs over him. And <laughs> then goes over him again. And then back and then over. And then she leaves. Dang, Billy. And then Jessica Lang returned. She was the one taking care of him after Murder House. And he's like, take me over to, Mur- to the house so my spirit... Because when you die on that property, your spirit stays there. Right. And then she looks at him and she's like, go to hell. And she just leaves him die in the street. Nice. And then it reverses everything. So Myrtle's still dead. She never came back. Oh. Because there was no need for her. Because Cordelia summoned her to the help of the apocalypse. Is Madison still alive? Madison. So, um, first she sees Queenie, and she's all like, Queenie's like, I'm going to Las Vegas, and I got a place at this, this hotel. And that's the hotel where she was murdered. Right. But then the 
Saints was able to bring her back. But Mallory's like, no, don't say that, Odell. <laughs> no, no, no. So then Queenie's like, oh, I won't then, because this girl who I just met told me not to, so I won't. <laughs> and so she doesn't. So she's still alive, and then Zoe's back to life, because she got shot in the head with a shotgun oh! in episode nine. Nice. Yeah, but she that never that got reversed. She's still with the undead dude. They never showed him. They never mm. showed Kyle. So I'll tell you this now. No, I'll, no, tell you, I'll tell you something else. Hold on. Hold on. So, wait, wait, wait. Okay, so, so, um, I forgot <laughs> so, we're talking about Kyle. Yeah, he never showed up. But, yeah, so Zoe was dead. And then they shot Queenie, too. So Queenie was dead again. And Misty Day was all gallivanting around with Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks. <laughs> was she really? Yeah. Oh, Misty. In the episode nine. So when it all gets reversed, Zoe's alive, but Misty's still dead. <laughs> and, who else is dead? Misty's still dead, and Madison's still dead. But Madison was helping in episode 10. She, like, shot the devil with a machine gun. All right, But then he came back to life when she wasn't looking. And she turns around. She's like, oh, I guess I'm going back to fucking retail. Because that's what her hell is. And then he exploded her head with his mind. So she was dead. But then when they reversed everything, she was never brought back to life. Hmm. And the only person who knows was Mallory. So Mallory, since he killed Satan, was able to negotiate with demons. And so they brought Misty Day back for her. And they were going to bring Nan back. Because Nan delivered Misty Day and Cordelia's hugging them. And then Nan, she's like, Nan, where are you going? She's like, I'm going back to Papa Lega. Like, but she's like, but you can stay. She's like, I'm having too much fun in hell. <laughs> so, she, so she still leaves. Nan was like always such like an underrated badass. Because she was going to make Madison put the cigarette out in the vagina that one time. <laughs> but yeah, right. so Madison's still dead. And so um, Myrtle was talking about, or Mallory's talking about how Myrtle's still dead. It should be because that's what Myrtle wanted, and that she knows where Madison is because she knows she's in hell because that's how they pulled her out of hell. She's like, I'm gonna get her, but first you're gonna sweat it out down there for a little while. Oh. So she's still badly right. Still but she, yeah, I got you. Yeah. So Cordelia is alive. It's still the supreme. Everything. So, but wait, the next supreme is alive. Right, but her powers aren't fully coming back yet. Oh. But part of the reason when Michael came on a killing spree and he killed um, every all the witches and he killed Marie Laveau, Madison, Coco, who's a new witch, killed them all, killed everyone except for Mallory, but she got stabbed and she was dying and Jill and Cordelia and Myrtle. And then Cordelia is like, yeah, you will see me die, Michael. But she's like, it's not going to bring you satisfaction. And she stabs herself because she knows if she dies. Michael dies? Mallory will be stronger oh, right. to go back in time and that's what she did. But they also Dang. I'm glad Cordelia is still badass in this game. Yeah. So what was what was the time difference between Coven and Apocalypse? Four years? Five years? Oh so Cordelia five has five years to live. What? Because then that's when Mallory um... But no, because she's Mallory's powers aren't coming in the Power yet. So they could be longer now. It's just that when there is a next Supreme, it will be more time. Alright. But I'll Cordelia doesn't have a timeline right now. Good. I like Cordelia. Yeah, so that's a really good one. I feel like she was, was she a good Supreme in this Yeah. Good. She struggled with that. She's like, I don't want to be like my mother. Do you think I'm like my mother? And Myrtle's like, if you have to ask, then you know you're not your mother. Damn. Yeah. That was pretty good. That's pretty good. We were going to talk about books, but we talked about American Horror. That's the intro. <laughs> yeah. I guess we should say our names at some point. 
I mean, welcome to the Pen Pals podcast. I'm your Pen Pal A. And I'm your Pen Pal um, Guy Ritchie. Hi, guys. Like that, that closer. Thanks for coming in. <laughs> Don't talk to me. What's it like to... Don't talk to me. I think I think there's two, sh- there's two Sherlock Holmes movies that people can. Which ones? The new ones. Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, I know. The ones with Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah. Wow. And Naomi, Naomi Rapids. <laughs> Naomi? Naomi Rapids. That's an unfortunate yeah, It really is. Yeah. Oh, man. What's right. next? Oh, we talked. We, we keep talking about. We're sitting outside of Applebee's. We're going to go eat Applebee's after that. I'm so excited. Applebee's has a very underrated potato soup. I don't know that it's underrated. You have an eyeliner on your cheek. Oh, no. It's gone. Right. What's that written on your hand? It's wrong. Go do Goodwill. Why did they go to Goodwill? Can you play? Because I. Because I have to uh, request off for December 15th. Because that's when the fights come into town. Which they didn't take away from me. I was worried they were going to take the fights away from me. Why? They have no rights. <laughs> well, You're 20 years old. That's true. <laughs> but I was just so do you, Maybe they are going to. They haven't said it yet. Or did you explicitly so ask them? No, I didn't it. explicitly ask. But I would be very upset. I think it's a Christmas present. So I don't think they're going to take it away. Anyways, let's talk about um some books that defied expectations for you. Whether like you just expected them to be bad and they were good, or you expected them to be a certain tone and they were something else. Okay. I'll tell you there's one book series that I read in high school. I happen to Nope, that's not the uh, Google Doc. That's boobs. It's not boobs. <laughs> it was ass. But it was split over and it looked like boobs. <laughs> Was that your ass? Yeah. Oh. That's why it was a hairy boob. Oh, okay. Anyways, <laughs> there was one book series that I read in high school, and I found it at the high school library, uh, that lo- had a really cheesy cover of just, like, a naked dude swimming around. And it, he wasn't naked. He had a swimsuit on. But, um... Naked. Yeah, I thought it was going to be, like, a really dumb romance book, and I was going to read it for... For silly. No, you're going to read it because you like romance books. Just admit it. No, I've never once finished it. No, that's not true. You love little love stories. You... Uh, it turned out to be about this this guy from the future who was sent back to the past to stop global warming from destroying the world. And he had superpowers because he was born in the future. And they were further evolved. And it sounds really dumb, but it's actually what was it called? I'm trying to find it. Don't you think you should come prepared? I didn't. This just time. Hold on. Time traveler princess. Time traveler's wife? Nope. <laughs> Back to the future? Nope. Not falling off the Highlander. That's not it. Well, folks, I hope you didn't like the plot synopsis of that book because you're never going to know what it's called because well, this kid's unprepared. Nope. Well, you talk about some. Well, one book that I read, one series, was called Circuit Freak by Darren Chan, and it looked really cheesy, and it was about vampires, and it had cheesy little spiders on the front. That book's going to be really good, though. There's 12 of them in there. 12 books. That's a lot. I know, but they're not all. But then they're young adult. I read them in middle school. But they're pretty good. And graphic. And twisted. And then he also wrote the... Demonada series, and I decided to read it thinking it would be like um, 
33. No, it's much more violent and graphic and disturbing and it gave me headaches when I read it. But I liked it. It gave you headaches? Yeah, they gave me headaches. Is that intense? You should wow. read them. You like getting headaches. I love it. Yeah. I'm a masochist specifically for headaches. Yeah. So I read those books defied my expectations, which is a I can't believe you came unprepared. Like, you don't you describe the book and you don't even know the title. Hold on. Yeah, it's so unprofessional. Is it me? That it's disgustingly unimpressionable. Unimpressionable? At least I can remember titles. You can, can make fun of me. All you, yeah, can you? Because yeah. sometimes your speech impediment still comes out. That was rude. <laughs> that I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go to my claw. Get my wallet. My wallet's my claw. Yeah. Claw. Yeah, yeah. so shut it. Um, another book series that defied expectations for me was the, um... Doesn't know the title! Doesn't know the title! Dude! I think it was the Champions of Olympus. It was the follow-up, uh, series to... Percy Jackson. Percy Jackson. Um... <sighs> I just... It was, it was just, no, it was I'm, a cool, like... I'm so glad you're so prepared. Yes, it was the Champions of Olympus. Let's suck my nars. Don't want to. All right, okay. I can read that. I'll gargle them. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, oh. Let's knock on deep. Lennox is a fool. All right, well, let's move on before we fight. Uh, we're going to play uh, a game called... That's it? That's the second. You're going to give up? I guess. I don't have any. I don't have anywhere else to go. I, let's talk about a movie then. Venom. I thought it was going to be super dark and serious. It turned out to be really funny. I thought it was going to be good. It turned out, <laughs> to, be, turned out to be garbage. I didn't think it was garbage. Well, I think it was. I think they advertised something that's very different. From the one product. of us has taste and one of us doesn't. You don't have good taste. Right. I'm just kidding. Right. I didn't care for the movie. Right. Family is dead though. In that movie. That's right. We should probably talk about that. It's a poor family. He's 95. He lived a good life. He did. You know, I was sad to hear him go, but, like, what else? I knew it was coming this year. I knew. I knew, because he was having health issues at the old time. And his wife had died recently? Yep. I really don't think that, obviously, losing your spouse is hard. And I might just be a little sexist, but I think it's really hard to die. Mm -hmm. You really love your spouse and things like that. Yeah. And, like, obviously, it's really hard to blame, like, your Nintendo and Walter. I just think that... When Mike dies, like, your mom's going to be like, whatever. I'll find something else to, to harp on. <laughs> I don't want to bleep that. <laughs> I can, I'll keep the whatever. <laughs> I think that was probably fine. Whatever. So, yeah, right, Stanley, yeah. he, made, he made so many lives. So great. And, you know, the Marvel will continue. And they just, it won't be the same, but it'll be a, it'll be a little... There are, I think he has four other cameos that he filmed already. I know Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Infinity uh, War sequel. The Spider-Man movie he filmed is the next Spider-Man movie he filmed is cameo. Yeah. I. So I think the last cameo we'll see for him will be in the next Infinity War. Oh no! And be so sad. Yeah. Sad. 
It's really sad. That would be like the final goodbye. It's like there's nothing else. Snap. Get down, guys. Anyways, collab creation. This is where we come up with a piece of the story and then make a story together as a group, as a team. As one. I feel like we're not working very well as a team today. Well, maybe this will help. Maybe this will be a team building. There's lots of issues. Alright. There's lots of animosity and tension, I feel. Why? Let's continue the collab collaboration. Well, this, I think it. Moving on. Woo! Hey. Um, you don't air your dirty laundry. <laughs> I wasn't. No, I'm saying that's why even, we're skipping over that and not talking about it. Let's continue. Laundry. Let's continue. Are we good? Yeah. Great. <laughs> we're good. All right. Um, he, he looks so sad, like a little puppy dog. All right. Um, would you like to come up with the uh, the protagonist for this? Yes, the protagonist is Melissa Blackstone. She's a jewel thief. From uh, Chicago, and she was raised in an orphanage, and she's black. <laughs> Why? Do you think black people are funny? <laughs> no, it was your intonation. She's raised in an orphanage, <laughs> and she's black. <laughs> no, I didn't mean that. Either. No, I thought it was funny. Uh, all right, antagonist, then. Um, Clifford. Oh, look at this, I'm again. Wow. All right. <laughs> Clifford. Sam, Clifford Samson. Uh, he is a uh, very wealthy businessman who uh, buys and sells jewels. Ooh, and Melissa Blackstone's the jewel thief. That's interesting that she's the protagonist and he's the antagonist. Right? He's a legitimate businessman. Kind of goes hand in hand. Yes. And for those of you that are watching, not watching, listening. I just opened up Pokemon Go and a Grimer appeared in the rare, and I just saw Egg glance over and see me facing a Grimer, and then he excitedly went into Pokemon Go on his phone. That's true. My thumbs are twitching. And it was very amazing. exciting. Um, what is the what is the genre for this? Ooh, romantic comedy. Love it. Love it. And then the setting is fuck Boston. Boston, go to the claw. Go to the claw. Get in the car. Get in the car. Ooh, we just. Oh. Yep. And uh, she steals jewels from him, and he's gonna try to get her arrested. All right. So let's. All right. Uh, do you want to start start the story off? Or? Yeah. Well, you can. All right. I'm gonna catch this guy for you. Okay. So we open up, and it's a it's a cold. Slightly chilly uh, Boston night. Yes. Uh, bean town. Bean town. Gotta love those beans. And we we're panning down, right? We're panning down, building top, going down to the bottom level. Jewel store. It's looking nice. There's a guard outside. Yep. He's just chilling, reading the paper, as they do in Boston. As they do. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, the damn Yankees. Ship me down to Boston, right? That's right. Uh, and then. All of a sudden, from behind him, we see, like, this silhouette dancing across the window. Sneaking everything. And we're just, we don't hear anything. The guard doesn't notice anything. He's just reading the paper like, ah, these frickin' taxes. God, when are the, they gonna do anything? (laughs) These freaking taxes. 
Right. He's just mumbling to himself. As they uh, do. He hears like a slight drop from inside, turns around, everything's gone. The whole store's been raided. Yep, 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 yep. Did I get I tried, the grimer? You got the grimer, and then I tried with that Samunda, and you lose, lose your last two of the ball. That's all right. Anyway, I'll take you, if we have time before we're finished here, I'll take you to get the bubble gun. But anyway, continue. Alright, he turns around. The entire boutique store, empty. Gone. Just gone. No jewelry. All gone. And, uh, he, he brings out his phone. He's like, ah, boss, we got a problem. A hard cut. Uh, what was her name again? Melissa Blackstone. Melissa Blackstone is, uh, on the prowl. On the prowl. She's walking back. She's got a big, the shoulders are up and she's hitting me. She's in like uh like one of those classy trench coats, like tan, like what private eyes would wear. Mm. She's rocking it. Private eyes. Uh she walks into the orphanage that she grew up in. Like, Hi Melissa, how are you doing today? Deckham Halls. That's what it's called. Deckham Halls. Deckham Halls. Welcome back to Deckham Halls, Melissa. She's like, It's great to be back. Here's another I got lucky. Oh, so she's funding the orphanage. Right. So she's a hero. Right. Robin Hood. Now you you hop in. She's like Robin Hood. Well, but um, Melissa Blackstone is kidnapped. So they call her Robin in the hood because it's in it's in, <laughs> it's in the hood. It's in the hood. Right. Or Robin for the hood because she's funding the orphanage. Right. Beckham Halls and Sister Marcy. Sister Marcy. Good old Sister Marcy. Sister Marcy. And then they're like, one day it's going to catch up to you, honey. And she's like, I have to help you because if I don't help you, who's going to help you? Right. And then as she's talking, Sister Marcy gets shot <gasps> through the window. Blood just spurts out of her mouth all over Melissa Blackstone. And she's like, oh, Clifford <laughs> Samson. Yep. And then he comes out behind Melissa Blackstone. He's like, that wasn't me. I came to get the jewels, but I don't know who shot her. And then he gets shot. Whoa! In the arm, and he falls, and she's like, "What?" And then this little orphan girl comes out. She's like, "Melissa, I'm scared." But too late, because it's bullet <laughs> through the bullet through the head, knocks her down. <laughs> you continue, because I just think this is all the way down to wrong town. All right, so Melissa Blackstone realizes she's been cornered, right? <laughs> she doesn't know what to do. She sugars, "I'll grab Clifford for <laughs> a hostage, so I get them off my back, because they're obviously from from Clifford." But he says they're not. He says they're not. They're Clifford would be his twin brother or something. Yeah. So she gets up <laughs> and she runs into. <laughs> steps over the dead orphan. Steps over the dead orphan. <laughs> and Sister Marcy. Bullets whizzing by, children dying left and right. Oh, God. Oh, God. This is why we need gun control. I should. Another one. She hops into the, like, the little private blue buses that some orphanages have. Do they? I've seen, like, some, like, some churches have, like, private buses. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, it says... Oh, but the keys! The keys are in, are in Sister Marcy's habit. But now the orphanage is burning up. She can hear the scream. It's just her so, and Clifford and one little orphan. Little orphan, um, um, little, little orphan Annie. <laughs> That's exactly like Shirley Temple. Yeah, I don't think Shirley Temple understands Annie. 
Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think I'm so. Okay, what, what's the money? I'll buy you this one. Uh, Shirley Temple played Annie. In, in a movie? Orphan Annie, yes. In a movie? Yes, starring alongside Carol Burnett. Oh. Really? The original Annie. Well, I don't know if it was the original Annie. For the sake of the, this is the commercial break for <laughs> our thrilling uh, book movie. I, I'm looking. You are correct. I think. Wait. I like the. I like the narrative. I think part of my problem where I might have failed is I thought Shirley Temple was older than the two actually. How old is she? That's, well, she's dead. How'd she die? Four years ago. Really? Mm-hmm. What did she do after she turned 12? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> she kind of disappeared there. I don't know what happened then. Who's going to be, dude, she's going to be Dorothy. Dorothea. Dorothea. Was she? But yeah. then that went, uh, what's her name? It did. It went to uh, uh, Judy Garland, that was it, yeah. which was another bet you lost. You still got to put your feet on the toilet for that. That's right. I do have Miss Applebee. <laughs> I don't have a thing to film you with. All right. Um, okay, so... Continue the story. I'll keep looking. Okay, so we're in the bus. The only people alive are uh, Melissa, uh, Clifford, who's, who's bleeding out and very upset, and Orphan Annie. Melissa's freaking out. She's like, "We, I forgot the keys. Uh, she's having a bit of a panic attack because everything she's known and loved has died around her. And Clifford's like, you know what? Don't worry about it. I got this. He he starts to run out. Melissa's like, wow, this is a really good dude. He's a lot better than I thought he was. On the way out, he grabs Orphan Annie, <laughs> holds her above his head as a human shield from the gunfire, and uh, runs in and, and grabs the keys and Orphan Annie. Um, does make it out completely unscathed, but Melissa's not happy that Clifford brought this child out with the intent to use her as a as a bullet sponge. A bullet sponge to save herself. <laughs> to save himself. He was using little orphan Annie as as a shield, a human shield, despite her frail bones. <laughs> Would not be very effective. As they were riddled. <clears throat> Just riddled. No, she made it out. She did get hit by a door as he was trying to swing it open and up. Excited, smack her in the face. She'll never act again. Never act again. All right, so they, they get away. They get away. And little Orphanie's dead now? No, she's still alive. Oh, she's still alive. But the three of them are running. Yeah. And, and then, <laughs> they got the keys for the bus. Yep. They said, fuck the bus, actually. And then they're like, they know that's little Orphanie is bleeding. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, oh my god, you're bleeding. She's like, no, that's not my blood. That's Sister Marcy's blood. They're like, oh, and they were like, wait, you weren't the one who died. The little Orphan Annie totally died. She's like, oh, I wasn't. Takes off the wig, takes off the makeup, wrinkles. 85. No, 55. 60. She's 60. <laughs> and she's like, I killed Marcy, and now I'm going to kill you. And she's like, what, though? And she's like, watch your mouth. We'll listen to This is still House of God. Yes, it's still. 
<laughs> she's all like, yeah, because I knew. And I wanted those girls to myself. And I've been pretending to be little orphan Annie. Turn, and then turn um, your truck. And then um, she has the gun pointed at Melissa. And then um, behind her, he's like, can I set this bitch's phone now? And then Melissa's like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Dead. Mid monologue. Yeah. Mid, mid monologue. And then Clifford and Melissa, because this is a romantic comedy, as we've clearly forgotten, are like, man, this has been a hell of a day. Like, Melissa's like, yeah, I have all this jewel money. I don't know. Like, I'm it off the I have jewel money. It's like, do you want to spend it on like, lunch at some like cafe or something? Because like, that'd be really nice. That'd be, that'd be cute. Yeah. I'd enjoy it. And then, and, and then they fall well, they so hard. Okay, so... They don't even go to the hospital, because Clifford got shot, but they just stopped at the hospital. I was just feeling the vibe. Are you ready for the result? Yeah. Um, you said that Shirley Temple played Annie in the movie, yeah. and I said she didn't. Yeah. She did. Yeah. No, she didn't. But you're talking about the new movie. No, you're talking about the first movie, which yeah. came out in 1982, yeah. when Shirley Temple was 54, not playing Annie... Carol Burnett was in it, but no, not not Shirley Temple. Shirley Temple played an orphan in a movie, but it wasn't Orphan Annie. My my record is untarnished. Oh, he don't believe me, folks. He's going back in. He don't believe me. He did not. You said in the movie she didn't play in the movie. Folks, he doesn't believe me. Yep. <laughs> What? There you go. Unless she played her when she was 54, which I don't think. What was this one? This one was an out movie. That's Annie, but she didn't sing that. Little Shirley Temple didn't sing that. She sang Animal Crackers. And Animal Crackers, soup, which is an awful place for Animal Crackers. Anyway, let's continue to the next one. You don't have to. Why are you so mad at me? I'm not mad at you. seem like you just... Have a plan. <laughs> you should learn. You, he'll never learn, folks. Okay, no. You gotta put his foot in the toilet. Two feet in the toilet. One day I'm gonna get him to shove a whole pineapple on his ass. He's gonna be so confident. Let's but, see. You probably get it done before you finish this podcast, actually. Find <laughs> something that will make me shove a pineapple on my ass. I would never make you sound like you're shoving a pineapple. Yeah. Anyway, let's continue the podcast. Alright. Um, let's see how long time. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is like about writing about a personal issue. A lot of times powerful writing can involve like some stuff that you feel close with, but it's not always an easy thing to do or to, yeah, I think I'm just talking quietly. I noticed this before, so maybe there'll be some parts where you're really quiet. That might be, but <laughs> I can separate the audio. And juice the volume a little bit so they can hear me. He's got his workout, workout, workout ahead of him. I got my workout today. <laughs> Jumping jacks, push-ups. Pineapple. Pineapple. That's a way to get a good sweat going. Straight up the anus. Yep. The anus. That's the way to do it. Anyway. That's the way my dad does it. Oh, gross. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, do you have any advice for uh, when you're about to write about something personal? Yeah, don't do it. No. Yeah? No, I can do it. Just put it out there. Write it as a memoir. And then if you want to fictionalize it, fictionalize it. I've right. done that. But write about, like, even if it's just inspiring what you're writing, you don't have to put it... Whatever it, you doesn't, put in, it doesn't have to be dark. Whatever you put in there is what you put in there. 
Yeah. You don't have to get too personal if you don't want to. If you want to get really personal, get, get really personal. Yeah. That's a great porn blog. That's the important thing, I think, is like understanding that you don't have to force it and you're not comfortable. That's with that. true. Make sure you're comfortable and it's something that like you're mm-hmm. gonna be able to look back on and be happy with and proud of. He's speaking louder, folks. I'm trying my best because the waves on Audacity look very skinny. <laughs> and I like them thick. Real thick and juicy. Just like roosting. So, Maybe if I move over here a little bit. Maybe. Oh, there you go. But how got... much audio do you have to fix? I, if I have to fix it, I have to fix it. It's, it's just how deal. it is. It's just how it is. No Vaginal blisters. What is your advice for people who want to write in about something like this? Um, well, I like to fictionalize it from the start. Um... Just the person I am, I like to get distance between myself and like hard feelings because I noticed I grew- when we had that public speaking class, you were it was hard for you to write about personal things when you had to, yeah. And sometimes you have to, don't you? It wasn't fun, right? So it really helped me to um just try and come up with stories. Or what I do is I've, I've been working on a book for a long time, yes, and there's some stuff that's a little personal in there, yes, mostly had to do with like. I grew up getting bullied a lot, so I just centered, I put that around situations that were totally, like, fantastical and outlandish to separate myself from the content a little bit. Yeah. And then I could work back there, like, kind of tricking myself, like, oh, this isn't about me, this is about James, or this is about Terry, or or whatever there is. Terry, Terry. Yeah, that's good advice. So, before we end, yeah. we're coming up on that, I'm going to go get something. Oh, no. And you're just going to talk. Just talk. Okay. Talk about I'll anything. Talk anything. Are you? I'll be back. Are you leaving? I'll be back. This is like the sketch called this guy. No, except no, you're no, still no. here. I'm scared. I'm really scared. I'm very right here. Right here. Back seat. I'm not scared about you leaving. I'm scared about what you're pulling out. Now he's, all right, he left the back seat. Now he's in the trunk. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay, that yell really came up on the audacity. Well, yeah, because you screamed it right into it. I'm sorry. Okay, all right. I thought you were going to pull out, like, uh, a murder weapon of some kind. No, I need to find the proper... Okay, all right. I need to find some good ones. Real good. I'm sorry I yelled, folks. My My good friend, Jess. I don't think I've said your real name. Once on this episode, we start with Guy Ritchie. I hope they didn't start thinking this was a podcast starring Guy Ritchie. My good friend, Guy Ritchie. All right, I'm so excited. There's a plethora. There's a pile. Oh my gosh! We're supposed to get another two inches of snow. Are we really? Yeah. It snowed a little bit this morning. That's a shame. I doubt. Alright, he's back. We got some books in my library. We withdrew some books. And a lot of them were young adults. And a lot of them were the Sweet Valley High books. Yes! Which came out in the late 80s, early 90s, as you can tell by these covers. Now, we're each going to read one. And on the next podcast, I think we can read these. I think we can read these in a a, week. Oh, it's large print? Yeah. Oh, these are thin. Oh, my God. So, we're each going to read one and (laughs) report back our thoughts. 
So I'm going to read the back to you, and then I'll let you pick whichever <laughs> one you want to read. So this one's called The High School War. Oh, I'm loving it. How did it all go wrong? The rivalry between Palisades High School and Sweet Valley High has escalated into a full-fledged war, with Jessica Wakefield caught in the middle. She's fallen in love with Christian Gorman, the ringleader of the Deadly Palisades gang. And when Jessica's boyfriend, Ken Matthew, finds out, he might do something ludicrous for a lifetime. After a school dance turns violent, Elizabeth Wakefield watches powerlessly as her steady boyfriend, Todd Wilkins, is hauled off to jail. What will he do when he discovers she's the one who called the police? <laughs> oh, this is book two. Hang on, let me find that. That's fine. That's fine. I'll, I'll figure it out. Well, you might not read that one. Now, this one's called What Should Jessica Wear? <laughs> Can Devin really resist Jessica's <laughs> Is Jessica Wakefield losing her touch? She can usually wrap any guy around her fingers, but Devon Whitelaw and her series of sexy new guy in town won't give her the time of day. Of course, Devin's coldness only makes him more intriguing. Jessica swears she'll make him pay deep back. She'll crush, I, I apologize, oh. anybody who stands in her way, including her own twin. What? Jessica? When, when Devon becomes Elizabeth Wakefield's new chemistry lab partner, she can't help but notice how attractive he is. Who wouldn't? Still, she only has eyes for her longtime boyfriend, Todd Wilkins, who apparently is in prison jail. <laughs> Which one came first, I this one. So apparently they reconcile. <laughs> but the more Elizabeth works with Devon, the more impressed she is by his brilliant mind. In comparison, Todd seems just sort of ordinary. Aww. Will Todd be history when Devon goes after Elizabeth's heart? Oh, book, book three is an intense miniseries. I think you should read this one. I know, it's very one. romantic. I read the cover, by the way, just looks like there's a woman perched on the on the arm of a couch, and then there's a man sitting directly underneath her. I think that's Devon, and I, I think that's one of the Wakefield girls. I would have to agree, and she just looks like she's going to eat him in a non-sexual she, way. They both look like they're 30. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, this book was written in 1906. Oh! This is 121, and on the cover of this one, it's not like a real people. It's like renditions. Oh, okay. This one's with the bad boy. And she's like, we've been caught outside the restaurant. And this is where Todd Wilkins is being arrested. And Elizabeth is like, Todd. Todd. And the police are escorting him away. So this should be a fun little thing. And oh. if you think that this is a one-time segment, you're wrong. I have, <laughs> I have hundreds There's of these pile. books. There is a lot. I'm so excited for are you? Oh, Are you actually going to read yeah. that? Are you going to let people Heck see yeah. you reading that? Are you going to log it on your Goodreads? I'm going to log it on my Goodreads. <laughs> I'm going to let the world We got to spread the word. So are you gonna you going to read that in front of your roommates? Yeah, why would you be like, hey guys. Hey, check out this. You won't believe what Elizabeth just said to Jessica. Woo! I think we're all in some How many pages is yours? Um, you know, I want to say. I'm so excited. This, this, is, so this will be fun. Uh, <laughs> Sweet Valley High. Sweet Valley High. We're not trying to rip off the podcast team piece, by the way. I mean, they read books, we read books. Suck my dick is one of the only They're really nice people. I've never met them, but I like them a lot. This one had an insert that somebody took out, probably for an offer to get more books. Okay. 
Um, I'm glad it's not a picture answer, otherwise I would have a few questions. Yeah, the pages are yellow. That's good. I don't like yellow pictures of middle school. We have to show these to our friend when we meet her. Well, I think that's about it for the show. Next week we'll talk about Sweet Valley High. Come back next week for I hope your mom sees you reading that and just questions your sexuality. Well, she has before. Bye. Bye.